was that like for you? Can you ever get to that place? What happened in your life? Let's just talk about it. Watch this. I'm your host, Chuck. Watch this. Do you remember what was in your mind? Genuine people just like you. Your life's journey. So how was that for you? So you don't want to miss it. Thank you. Thank you so much for always making this platform a part of your weekly listening pleasure. The stories that are being shared here, don't hold it in. You're not alone. But let's just talk about it. Share their journeys. Guess what? You could be next. Well, I would love to hear from you. Let's just talk about it 22 at yahoo.com. Let's just talk about it podcast.com. Today I have Ty Cuffy on with me today, also known as Ty the 29th. So first of all, thank you so much, man, for being a part of this episode on Let's Just Talk About It podcast. I really appreciate you being on with me today. Hey, thank you, Chuck. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir, man. How you doing today? Oh, man, it's all good. You know, Valentine vibes in the air. Me and my wife are out here. Yeah, shout out to Miss Cuffy. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'll definitely let her know. Uh, right now it's raining. Okay. So that's the forecast out here in Vegas right now. But like I said, when you sent me the text, I had to, you know, look out for my man. So Chuck, glad to do this for you and whatever you need, my man. And you know how we do. Got you, man. As always, I love to jump right into my interviews to have those genuine conversations with genuine people just like yourself, tired to share, you know, a portion of your life's journey. I believe everybody has a unique story, man. So where you from? Well, I am from the Hampton Roads area, but born and raised in P-Town, Portsmouth. Yes, born and raised in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s. And then, you know, after that, moved out on my own from there. I've always been in the Hampton Roads area. Let me see. When I left P-Town, I moved to Suffolk. I resided in Suffolk for 10 years, and then I left from Suffolk and moved to Norfolk. Prior before Norfolk, I was in Virginia Beach for like six months waiting on them to finish building my home in Norfolk. And I've been in Norfolk ever since 2006. Gotcha. You say you're from Portsmouth. I'm from Portsmouth, too. So how was it for you growing up in what we call P-Town? Oh, man. To this day, I still love me some P-Town. Um, first, yes, I was sir. in Truxton. Then went from Truxton to Douglas Park. Yeah. Then to Prentice Park. And then out there in Cavalier Manor, which right. is right over there behind the Waters Junior High yes, School. Sir. Shout out to Waters. Yeah. Off of there, off of Roosevelt Boulevard. I was on Ellington Square. And matter of fact, Ellington Square is a historical. Okay. One of those historical streets. I want to wear that until later down the road, you yeah. know, years later. Because, you know, you had Basie Crescent, right. which is Count Basie. And then you had Lena Horn, which is Horn I'll Street. Oh, yeah. All yeah, those, all those man. Streets, so, man. So, so. So, Chuck, you say you out of P-Town yourself. What part? Absolutely. Cavalier Manor, man. Shout out to Cavalier Manor. <laughs> oh, Jim yes, Dave, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And yeah. I also, you know, I went to Waters. Right. And then after that, went to Manor High School, home of the Manor Mustang. Same school that Missy Elliott went to. Matter of fact, you know, they just named the street after Missy. Yeah. So, shout yeah. out to Missy. Yes. So, uh, those were the good old days, yeah, man. man. I'm glad I was reared in the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s. And I'm able to give back. 
For example, like with my sons, they're grown men now. And I think I did a good job with those guys and grandkids that I'm hoping that I can spend a lot of time with them so they can be aware of what's going on in today's world because there's a lot going on, man. I mean, one of the stories that stuck out to me lately has been the Memphis thing. I know you're aware of that. Ah, man, that's hard for me to talk about that, but I will do as much as I can without getting choked up because honestly, I can't watch that video. Wow. And when I tried looking at short clippings of it so I can add to my notes to do my story as part of my national news, it's just what comes to mind is that could have been one of my sons, man. Mm. So when I look at that video, I I don't know, man. It's just. You think it was because of black officers or. You know, what's your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, that too. Okay. Because when you see how they tried to cover it up, that right. just lets you know how long has that been going on. Yeah. And I tell you this, I've never been arrested. I've never had to go downtown for anything. Right. But uh, I have been pulled over by mm. the police, by, you know, white, black, and different other types of creed as far as religion or race. So getting pulled over and looking in your rearview mirror, you see those disco lights go off. <laughs> you, you just honestly, man, for me, I'm like, well, let me expect the unexpected. You know, I'm going to just do what they tell me to do. Just go with the protocol and just hope that everything goes smooth. And uh, for the most part, when I'm pulled over, usually when they come up to my door, they'll say, Uh, Do you know why I pulled you over? And I'd be like, sir, I have no idea. So once they tell me, and then when I show them my credentials and all that, nine times out of 10, they go ahead and say, hey, you know, slow down. Or, hey, you know, you ran that stop sign too fast or something like that. And I'd just be like, well, officer, I'm so sorry. It'll never happen again. But for the most part, for me, it's been fortunate that nothing happened and everything went smooth. Let me ask yeah, you yeah, this. Go ahead. Do you think that if those black police officers were white, do you think it would have happened in the same way? Well, let me go deeper than that. Okay. Now, if that young man was white, do That's you think it would have went down the same way? I'm going to say probably not. Well, I'm going to say a big N-O. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I know that for a fact. But let me put it this way. In the back of a lot of people's conscious mind, like if you go to the shooting range, when you look on those targets, what do you see? You see that black dot? For the most part. Yeah. There you go. Or that black, like the silhouette. Nine Mm. times out of ten in the subconscious mind is almost like saying that is more so like a threat than anything else. Because you see that as black. So when you out there on your day to day and you're supposed to protect and serve, and then you see a young black man like this, what runs through your subconscious mind? Well, what I went through down at the shooting range. Now, that's just me talking. And I'm sure there's some people that may disagree. And there are other incidents that I've seen on television or on the news that can relate to that story. But I can honestly say this. I salute the mother, Miss Nichols. She could have easily just said, you know what? I am fed up. I don't care how this go down. Right. But she took the time out to say, hey. Yeah. And and even Mr. Ben Crump, they all say, hey, look, if we're going to do this, Let's please do this peacefully. If we're going to march, if we're going to protest or anything, anything relating to having your voice to be heard, let's please do this peacefully. So my hat's off to Miss Nichols. And uh, I don't know if you was aware they were at the uh, state of the address. Okay, no, I didn't I didn't see that. President Biden, shout out to him. He gave them recognition. Right. So my hat's off. 
for that gesture there. Yeah. But for the most part, Chuck, to know it was five black officers. Got you. And for it to go down like it did, if it weren't for the big brother on the pole, you know, big brother's always watching now. So I try to act like today, the 29th to try to act like he's always being watched because you never know who's watching you. You're absolutely right, man. You never know. So, Ty, you have your own radio station, right? Well, it's independent. I'm WHEB, W Hustler Experiment Broadcasting. I'm doing everything myself. Everything's coming out of my pocket. Uh, once I do everything through Homegrown Studios and through the Percolator Studios, Monticello Market Street, downtown Norfolk, we get it on the Internet and then we go with it like that. Whereas you can catch the Hustler Experiment off of Spotify or Anchor. Or for more information, you can go to my Instagram page, which is Tada 20 Nankster, T-H-A 20 Nankster. Or you can go to my Facebook page, which is Ty, T-Y-E, Cuffy, C-U, Frank Frank, Edward Edward. And gotcha. for any other information or any questions you would like to put in my feed, feel free. And I will try to answer any and every question to the best of my ability. Well, Ty, you never know who's listening or who's aspiring to be a host on a radio show. So what, what made you get started with that, man? What was your what was your desire for that? To be real with you, I would have to say to break it all the way down. I never saw myself being what you call a radio personality. I just never saw it. But when I used to grow up on the Buddha Brothers and the Supreme Team, Tom Joyner, Russ Parr and all them cats and Ricky Smiley, just to listen and watch them guys. And, oh, I got to throw Michael Bazin up in there. So (laughs) just to watch them guys through the years, I used to sometimes is listen to how they would go in and out of the break or how they would introduce a song or how they go to commercials and doing their promos. So then it would be a few times that I would try to emulate those guys. So then as time went on, I remember a couple of times I would be sitting in my front room. I would sit on the couch being lazy with the remote in my hand and I would look at some news and I would look at my wife and say, see, if blah, 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 blah. I would have did it this way and that way. Right. So one day my wife said, well, Ty, you talk a good game, but what are you actually doing? Mm. So when she said that, I said, oh, boy. So I went on and just said, you know what? Let me go ahead and just <laughs> do this and stop talking about it. Yeah. And ever since then, she saw that I was serious. So you ought to see how my dining room looks in my house now, man. <laughs> I got papers all over the place. Okay. Matter of fact, she went and bought me an on air, uh, one of those things you light up. <laughs> yes, sir. So yeah. she saw that I was really serious. Now, at first, I ain't going to sit there in front, Chuck. Mm-hmm. My first couple of shows that I did, she came right out and said it. She said, Ty, you suck. And I would have been. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she, she I'm not. I'm not joking. She said, "Ty, I would have been turned to radio station if I heard that." So I had to tighten up. I had to go back to the drawing board. I had to listen to some more radio personalities. I had to take some more notes. So I was like, "Whoa, this is kind of hard, but yeah. it's not that bad right. once you, you know, keep doing it." So yeah. I've only been doing this for like a year. Okay, All but right. radio has always been in my blood for almost twenty years. Just like driving trucks—that's one of my other hustles. That's why I'm your favorite hustle. Okay, because driving trucks—I've been doing that for almost thirty years. Mm. 
So, and that's one of the sayings that I say on my show. I say, hey, you know, it's a constant, constant reminder to bring down the road rage and to make it a better commute for the 757. Because if you look, it's a lot of projects that they're doing in the Hampton Roads area as far as that high-rise bridge, the extra tunnel that they did for the Midtown Tunnel. Now they add an extra tunnel for the Hampton Roads Bridge. Mm -hmm. And man, you have to see the Witch Duck area. All of these areas, once they finish, I say in another three years, man, people will be coming in from the outside saying, whoa, this is what a commute's supposed to be like. Mm. And I'm going to tell you this, Orlando, Florida, being like my second home, Interstate 4 is really jacked up. So they got a lot of work in front of them. You know, they got their work cut out for them. So out here in Las Vegas, where I am right now, I've noticed they've done a lot of changes, whereas the commute is a lot better out here as well. So yeah, Chuck, that's how I got into doing radio and loving it right now, man. So I'm going to keep doing it because I want this 757 in for whosoever's under the sound of my voice to hear or to be informed. So Ty, what did the name Ty the 29th to come from? Oh, well, well, real easy. I'll make it real quick. Well, first, the Hustler experiment. I got to say that real fast. I knew I just didn't want to call it the Tie Show or the 29th Store. You know, that that's just sounded too bland for me. So yeah. what had happened ever since I was 10, a lot of the OGs, they used to see me cutting yards and picking up trash and doing whatever it took to make a dollar. So they'd be like, I see you, little man. You're getting your hustle on, you know? When I first heard it, I didn't like the way it sounded. Right. But I was like, okay, that that's not too bad. So as years went on, I used to say, hey, they go my favorite friend. They go my favorite right. brother. They go my favorite mother-in-law. They go my... <laughs> I remember saying they go my favorite wife one time. When we got in trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had nieces. I'd be like, hey, come talk to your favorite uncle. So then what I did, I put those two words together. I said, your favorite hustler. And I've been saying that ever since for the last year. So then I used to hear people say experience, like the Wendy Williams experience and Howard Stern would say okay. this according to the experience. But I thought they were like saying experiment. But then I remember back at Waters Junior High School, my science teacher, she used to be like, OK, we're going to experiment this. <laughs> yeah. So then I like the sound of that. So what I did with the grace of God and how God was putting these ideas in my mind, I put Hustler Experiment mm. together. And so then I saw my logo that I have on the side of the truck, okay. which is the family logo, the yeah. Cuffy Crew. I've been using that. And then I said, you know what? Let me throw my name in there so it'll be like an alter ego. So what okay. I did was say, Ty the 29th, still your favorite hustlers. Mm. Now, Ty is my first name. Okay. 29th still came about when I used to work at this fast food way back in the day when my folks bought my first car. I was happen to look out the pickup window and I saw my man back then. He was the same age as I was. He was 16. Right. And what had happened, he had his Bonneville parked out there in the parking lot <laughs> and he had Tony 26 on his license plate. Right. And I looked to him. I said, yo, man, you ain't no 26 years old. You same age as I am. He said, yo, fool, that's my birthday. So then <laughs> the light bulb went off. Right. When I put it on the license plate and everybody saw it, they were like, yo, man, I like the sound of that. Right. Now, I didn't like it at first because my cousins and them, they would be like, they go to Ty 29 Mobile or they go Ty the 29th store. At first, I didn't like it, but it grew on me. And that's how <laughs> got I got you, all got those you, names. And that's how it is today. I got you, man. Hey, if you could go back to talk to the younger Ty, what would you share with him to prepare him for the day? 
It's funny you ask that, Chuck, because my birthday, which was this past December, okay, I put a picture of my young self up and one with my current self today. And in that picture of my younger self, I remember having low self-esteem. I was very quiet. I didn't want to talk to anyone. Mm. You know, I just a young man that didn't really want to have too many confrontations. Mm -hmm. And plus, I was bullied. So at that time, I used to say to myself, so what I would say to my younger self is, keep your head up. Mm. It's going to get better. I promise you. Wow. So that basically, I would say that to keep from, you know, messing up for the future, because honestly, if you could really actually go back to talk to yourself, Mm. you wouldn't want to mess up how you got things today. So you would just keep it simple. You just say, hey, young man, keep your head up. You'll be fine. So you wouldn't do anything different. No, no, no. I love it how it is now, man. I love it, man. Well, you know, I've been married twice, but first marriage was eight months. Mm. Uh, You know, my oldest boy is from my first Mm -hmm. and my youngest is from my wife I'm with now for Mm -hmm. 32 years. So, hey, I have no complaints, my man. You mentioned being bullied growing up, man. What was that all about, man? Because you never know who's listening. You never know whose child is going through that same thing, man. They're quiet. So how did you get through that moment of, you know, the bullying and being to yourself? The way I can break that down is I know back then you didn't have social media. Right. You didn't have a lot of that going on. But and and I want to say this before I answer your question. What I said on my show the other day, Mm -hmm. uh, I talked about this 14 year old girl that committed suicide Mm -hmm. in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And she did this two days after viewing a video that went viral of her being attacked by four students in the hallway. But here's the thing. To answer your question about the bullying, all I can say is the Lord always had his hand on me back when I was young. Got you. And when I would see trouble to the left, I knew to just go, go right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and that was just, it just kept you. Kept to me, you it was like way. common sense. Yeah. So what I would do was once I saw something didn't look right, I just went the other way. Yeah. And I know it's not going to work for a lot of the kids that are coming up. Yeah. Because if you get a touch of that social media, man, it's on. Because once it's out there in cyberspace, it ain't like you can take it back and you can be bullied that way. I don't know which is worse, man, being bullied out on the streets or being bullied, you know, up there on the Internet. I think the same, man. Words are powerful, whichever way you use them on social media or in person. And I'm going to tell you another thing, Chuck. When that saying is sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never. I never believed in that. I never agreed with that. Mm. So it, it was ways of looking at stuff. It was ways how you could tune things out. You could tune stuff out, have good elders, good people that you can go under their wing and just go from there. You would hope that the outcomes would be your favor. Got you, man. And I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you, man, I, I just want to say thank you very much for having me on, on your podcast, Absolutely. man, because uh, it really means a lot to me, whereas I can vent, get some things off my chest because a lot of people, they want to hear something where they can encourage one another yeah. or to be motivated. Yeah. All right. I'll put it this way. There were a lot of kids like myself that would be in denial and be like, I don't need no one telling me what to do. I don't need no discipline. No, we all need discipline. We all need direction. Absolutely. There were times I wanted to ask those questions without being looked at funny because I wanted to be told, hey, no, Ty, don't do it that way. Do it this way. Yeah. But then there were times I would be looked at like, well, that's someone else's job or he need to go home to his folks and they should be able to get him on the right track. But no, man, guess what? It takes a village. Yeah, man, to raise a child. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, Chuck. Yeah, man. I appreciate you being on, man. And um, I know you gotta go, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta get. I got. Yeah. I got to get back to my Valentine's <laughs> vibe with my baby. Because hey, look, once I'm in the doghouse, you won't be able to bail me out, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. Hey, man. Thank you so much for coming on and being a part of this episode, man. I really appreciate you, man. And uh, enjoy yourself while you're out of town, man. And once again, thank you so much, Ty. Hey, thank you, Chuck, from way out here in via Las Vegas. Yes, sir, man. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> thank man. you for having me on, my brother. <laughs> yes, sir. Talk to you soon, man. All right, then. Enjoy the rest of your week, brother. Yes, sir. You too. How is that like for you? Can you ever get to that place? What happened in your life? Let's just talk about it. Watch this. I'm your host, Chuck. Watch this. Do you remember what was in your mind? Genuine people just like you. Your life's journey. So how was that for you? So you don't want to miss it. Thank you. Thank you so much for always making this platform a part of your weekly listening pleasure. The stories that are being shared here, don't hold it in. You're not alone. But let's just talk about it. Share their journeys. Guess what? You could be next. Well, I would love to hear from you. Let's just talk about it 22 at yahoo.com. Let's just talk about it podcast.com.